Dave and Bacon Safety Tales, the only industrial safety podcast that brings you common sense advice on job site safety, standards, regulations, and industry best practices without putting you to sleep. All right, we're back again. Another episode of Dave and Bacon Safety Tales. Uh, Fred Redunzel here uh, with my partner Dave White. The Blanco. The White. Oh, I'm like, the Blanco? Yeah, yeah. Well, I always remember. Being a smartass. I think it's Blanca. was a <coughs> character on Street Fighter. And then in the green. Did you play Street Fighter? That, no. That passed you by? That missed you? I... Mortal Kombat? Missed most... No, you gotta remember. I, I came from an Amish home. Well, yeah, but... I feel like... No, I wasn't Amish, like but I mean, basically, it was literally... I'm trying to think. Probably... About as savvy that I got with a video game would have been like Excite Bike or Joust. Yeah, see, this was after that. No, I know, but I mean, oh, like you that, stopped there. Yeah, that was kind of. <laughs> you hit Excite Bike that, or that, Kung Fu? Yeah, didn't make it to Kung Fu. Not Kung Fu? That was a good game. I mean, literally, I could go over the hills with that stuff, and now I have. There's not a prayer for me because I don't have the hand eye coordination. Okay. Because I had literally had a drive it stick and a fire button and now there's like I mean there's shit for every you right. know I mean some stuff you have to do twice things you know there's firing buttons here and firing and you have to look at your button. hands yeah, while yeah. you're looking at the screen yeah and I, I just can't do it so it's literally like screw this I'm, I'll go do something else yeah well we appreciate you guys coming back for another episode I'm sorry we got off on no, a tangent there that's how it's gonna go yeah from here on out we're gonna go down tangents yeah, yeah. so we're running out of topics so we're gonna go down <laughs> tangents every once in a while so uh, once again thank you guys for listening uh, we really appreciate you being here uh, feel free to reach out to us on any of the social media applications that we are on so on Facebook on Twitter really weird. Facebook or uh, social media applications <laughs> Yeah, Facebook and Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. You can reach out to me, Fred at QuadCitySafety.com. Go on to the comments section onto our website. You can just contact us. You can get a hold of us. So if you guys need anything, PPE can they safety related. Snapchat us. I've just recently started trying to figure out. Snapchat. No, I think we're going to get into Instagram. So that's going to be All our right. next. And then by the time Snapchat isn't cool anymore, we'll be on board. <laughs> We gotta wait. Yeah, yeah, we gotta wait for it to be uh, really uncool and yeah. darky, and then we'll yeah. we'll get on board and we'll start snapping you. Yeah, put the little <laughs> kitty ears. Snapping you. So safety. we'll be there. We'll be there, there for goes. snaps. Safety snaps. We can snap away. So yeah. I don't know. We're still in Omaha. We're doing our second episode here from uh, from the lovely uh, state of Nebraska. It's wonderful this time of year. Uh, you know, I could a, live here this bit, time of the year. A bit humid, but you know, there's not a ton in nebraska that i'm that i'm super aware of once you get past about lincoln yeah until you hit colorado there's not much but uh, uh it's and that's coming from iowa like so. lincoln to north platte is probably one of the yeah. worst drives on the planet <laughs> you're like what it's, it's like, is it, the loneliest number yeah it's kansas good and kind of bad drives yeah, and we're from iowa so it's yeah. like we don't have a lot to brag about but at least there's like a there's a couple places windmill and some corn stocks to look at yeah so our day started off uh doing the the railroad trade show and i know we talked about it a little bit rssi is that rssi yep it's the signals people it's like the the whole association's design of that so we at quad city safety are 
are now a member of this association, so we're excited kind of to see what the future uh, beholds with uh, with all these people. Beholds, yeah. not right? Yeah, shit. Okay, it's good. All right. Good enough. You looked at me like it's, behold wasn't the right thing yeah. to say. Well, there. I mean, it's kind of you know, kind of a kind of a biblical sense, you know, kind of right. King James version right there. We'll see what the future beholds with uh, with us, but the, the day started off a little bit rocky here. As we got, we had a we had to be there at seven thirty. So Dave and I met down in the lobby about six. No, we had to be there at seven. So we met yeah. in the lobby about five minutes from where we need to go at about six thirty, and headed over there. And uh, it's been a real shit show of a day. <laughs> right. So we parked it. We pulled up, and they told us where to go park the van, and then we we ran inside with some of our stuff and realized Dave didn't run my hips out and I stepped on a nail that's true. So I, that's, I, that I, was a rough start to the I day I literally look like a it's a 75 pe- year old man that just yeah, had hip replacement bad, surgery it's a bad mess so we walked in and our little booth that we're going to display at just there's a slab of concrete right there and nothing else and come to find out we had to you had to pay for the carpet and you got to pay for the table and you got to pay for the chairs that you're sitting at Fred, Fred missed an email on that one <laughs> so so we kind of looked at, and so we had to. So Dave scrambled to go get that stuff bought and paid for. And while he was doing that, I went back out to load some more stuff out of the van. And all of a sudden, one of their security guys, self-proclaimed security self-proclaimed guys, self-proclaimed because <laughs> because he was also later the guy that put the carpet down. <laughs> so he he came up and he said, "You need to move this van." And I said, "Sir, I don't have the keys to move the van. Dave has the keys, and he's inside looking for our table and our carpet and our chairs." And uh, it's just the van's not moving right now. And he's, he said, well, where's he at? I said, he's, he's looking for a table, sir. I, I don't know exactly where he's at, but he, he decided that he was security today. And I said, sir, your, your people told us that this is where we need to park. Well, he said, now I'm security, and I'm telling you where you need to move to. <laughs> I said, okay, well, do you mind if I keep picking up my shit here and taking it in, or do you need me to stand here by the van? And so he said, I'd like you to move this vehicle. <laughs> I said, no, sir, I don't have the keys once again, so that's not going to happen right now. And then in that whole thing, they radio, uh, you called me, so then I end up with uh, the exposition center gals there were awesome. I I don't even remember which one it was, but basically they call out there and they finally had a manager go call him off, I think, (laughs) because later he disappeared and all of a sudden you're like, uh, the guy bringing the carpet up the guy that was chewing my ass about moving the van or whatever. <laughs> so we got the van moved, and then uh, we came in. So now we're, we're waiting for the guy to... The, the guy that was security 25 minutes ago that was bitching at me is now the guy that's yeah, throwing the carpet down for us. So I think he may have overstepped what his uh, authority was around there. But Yeah, but I did get him back. You did? Yeah. Because when he came up, he... Uh, he was putting his two-sided tape down to put the carpet down. Yep. He put his two-sided tape. We stole his two-sided We got his two-sided tape. <laughs> we got that two-sided tape. <laughs> We're taking it back to Iowa. So um, so anyways, that started, and then we had a display we put together. We realized that you needed Allen wrenches to do that. And, oh, uh, crap. Dave thought he left those at home. Come to find out later, we had them. But. We, we deemed they were in the, the regular bag that they're always in, but... Me dumb, being a dumbass, so I couldn't find it, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh crap!" And I'm starting yeah. to sweat because it opens at nine. We got plenty of time, but I'm just starting to freak out because, yeah, um, I jammed everything I could try to get into <laughs> yeah, an keys. Allen wrench hole and couldn't get couldn't get the stuff backed off. Yep. So 
I did my peg leg act, you know. Wandered back to the same girls uh, we just got the ordered the carpet from and the chairs and decided, yeah. hey, uh, you guys, uh, yeah, y'all got any any Allen wrenches? All we got is metric. I'll make that work. Yep. And, so we, it, and it did. And we made it work. So we got the Allen wrenches taken care of, and then we had to inflate one of our displays, and the inflator device was not working optimally at the time. No, not at all. So we were thinking we weren't going to have a inflated. Uh, thing in our, our trade show that says what company we work for and kind of what we do and all that. So we were a little so nervous we, about that. So we were almost going to be, we were going to look like some kind of, like we're selling Girl Scout cookies or something outside of a, you know, a Walmart or whatever. Pretty much. So, but eventually we got that going and we had plenty of time left. So we got it all taken care of. And then all of a sudden this guy pulled up in the booth, like right across from us. And this guy across from us, <laughs> I just didn't like the cut of his gym. So I don't know if you ever see one of those people that you just look at and you're like, I don't like that person, and now I'm listening to him talk, and I like him even less, and now yeah. I see him interact with other people, and just the way he talks on his cell phone was bothering me, his pants were bothering me, his shoes, the, you didn't like the way his shoes hooked up at no, the end, he, he, had had, the, he had kind the of elf those, toes. yeah, literally like, what are you, what are you trying to prove here, I mean, yeah. those look stupid. <laughs> So, so we had one of those just starts to our day where everything was bugging us, and but then it it all calmed down. We, we were hangry. We were hang. Oh, I didn't eat any breakfast. Yeah. Dave had a couple of uh, fig newtons. No, I went down and I thought like I was getting like a Cliff Bar or whatever, and it was like this overinflated air package that then I yeah. opened it up and it was like two fig newtons. And anybody knows me, I'm a I'm a big guy, so yeah. that and some black coffee is not going to do me till noon. Yeah. Well, I had zero things to eat, um, I, but I did get into Gandhi mode. So about nine, about eight thirty, I thought I was gonna die, and then about nine fifteen, I was past it. I was you Gandhi. Were, I was on my hunger strike, and yeah. I was doing all right. So, but luckily, lunch was eleven thirty. Eleven thirty, we made it through. Yeah. Had a brownie, got us through the day. So met yeah, a lot of interesting a damn people. Brownie? No, but I'm saying after lunch. Oh. Had a brownie, got me through the rest of the day. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So we'll be getting dinner after this, so I'm going to make it, though. There you go. We'll be right there. So what we kind of wanted to do in this episode was have a little bit of a a PPE roundup. So some of the things that we had at this trade show, I was like, you know what? We got a good collection of stuff here, and I think this would provide some good topics to talk about some technology that's going on out there and some things that we're kind of excited about, some products that we probably won't get too brand-specific on anything that we're talking about, but, but if you want tr- more info, we, we tried to look at when, when you you know this is the first time we've done this show. So right, what what's what's weird about it is a lot of times I think people think that you know stuff's the same everywhere. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, people's concerns and considerations, and some of it we'll get to it in later is you know builds of stuff and what works where. Yeah, is different, but a lot of times we're trying to put together things that we think will fit within you know whatever they do and it's always interesting watching people walk up and what they're drawn to and what what they think is cool as a matter of fact i think for what you want to do tomorrow we're just going to reverse the table and go do they really think this cool shit's the cool shit or is it just the stuff that's you know closest to the aisle yeah where they're at so so a couple of things that we had at our you know what i got a i got a list of stuff we'll just we'll just touch we'll just touch point them all touch point is that right? Touch. We'll just talk about them all. How about that? Touch point. 
I don't know, we'll put a touch on each one of these. We'll, we'll briefly discuss. It's, it's been like a long a, day. Like a PowerPoint with fingers? Yeah, or... it's like touch points. Like I'm, touch, I'm going to touch each one. I'm going to make a point to touch each one. Touch okay. point. Got it. Okay. So the first one I had written down was, it was a hard hat. Bullard actually makes it, and it's the above view hard hat. And so it's got a little lens so communications is like really big in these people so there's a lot of tower climbers and people that are doing that stuff yeah and so a lot of them were you know the the all shit that's cool factor was the fact that literally most full brim or just a standard uh uh, Cap. cap style you have a bill so if you look out there and you're trying to look up to actually look up right you have to turn your head up to look up and so this one actually gives you, what yeah, you say? 50% more. 50% more visit. I would love to see the math, the math on that one. Come on. Ah, it's 46. Yeah. I mean. But if you I do throw the hard hat on and you kind of look up, you can see what you can see. Like, what's, what you can see is is what what you could see if you didn't have on a hard hat. So. But it had different uh, shit that you could clip into it. Yeah, there's like a, an amber shade and a sh- like a dark like sunglasses shade and a clear... Shade I want to see the eccentric through. bastard that goes, you know what? Now I'm changing the shield. Yeah, I'm going to take this. <laughs> I'm taking out my clear. It's a little sunny today. Little, Snap yeah, it in my shield. Here we go. I'm going I'm going to my indoor-outdoor. But basically what it is, and you guys can look it up, it's called Bullard Above View, and it's got a little maybe inch and a half lens. I'd say probably about four to five inches wide. That's just the front of this yeah. full-brim hard hat. just allows you to be able to see up. So something that's pretty cool. Um. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the 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 glove that we had? That's got the what I don't even know what you call it. You said Phase Three, the technology uh, that's in uh, it. MCR. I was just hanging out with my homeboy from MCR, and he has this. It's D three O. And and okay. we've it's a it's a compound. If you get on the internet and you kind of Google around, you'll see these dumbasses putting on their head and having somebody hit them with shovels and stuff. I mean, that's that's really legitimate. But uh, the uh, D3O is kind of a, it's a nanotechnology, so when you hit it, it kind of changes state. So, you know, it absorbs energy. And they have integrated that into the metacarpal as well as the palm. So anytime you're having that impact, instead of you know that impact going whether it's into your bones or into your palm is the material absorbing all that energy so not only that but you know how to say they they uh have done a really good job of making a really good fitting glove it looks badass i mean it looks you know the d3o is orange and the glove fits really well yeah you actually have pretty good dexterity for a lot of things all the shit that's yeah, so on to it is a lot of time, a lot of times you don't have a lot of dexterity and stuff like that, but no, just a little bit of technology there. Not to mention it's cool. Yeah, um, that halo light. I'm gonna talk a little bit about that. It's a hard hat light, so it's basically a 360 degree light that sits on the brim of your hard hat and well, goes all it, the way around. Not on your the brim. It'll it'll, it'll go on yeah, a cap it, or a full brim, but it's it just slides over the top and kind of stops before it falls down right but it's it's got a lithium-ion battery it's got multiple settings so it can be high beam 
blow beam or you know check me out i'm over here kind of how to say it kind of circles itself or whatever yeah and you know we've gotten some feedback from people that you know if you're working in a group and there's like 20 of you you probably don't want to buy it because you're going to walk around and blind the shit out of each other but you know if you're if you're a guy and you're you know you're working kind of han solo or whatever and you want to be visible or whatever job you're doing you just want some light yeah around you you know a lot of the flashlights that you're seeing now are flashlights have always been like i have a beam of light that i'm going to point at something right. and now you're seeing more flashlights that'll have the main beam but they'll also have what's called a flood so it'll a beam that points down to the ground is you're actually lighting everything around you right well and if you're wearing it on your hard hat and it's going 360 degrees around you you have like a nice whatever it is 10 feet like yeah. around you in every direction and it goes with you it's like someone's shining a spotlight on you wherever you're working like so it's a it's it's pretty cool it's worth checking out it's rechargeable battery i okay. mean so you know it's not like you're throwing you know a bunch of shit in the landfill to try to keep it lit yep um i thought that that uh the there's a lot of like hybrid gloves that are coming out where it's like it does this it does this and I, this kind of goes back to that mcr glove but i know we had another one that was like fr it's very very cut resistant it's puncture resistant it's got back of the hand protection on it and so it seems like there's a lot of we've seen like arc flash yeah yeah yeah. we had we had the schmitz mitts and then we had global's got some you know kind of a hybrid glove and you look at and it's rated for fr but it's got metacarpal coverage yeah and i guess you know probably where we need to take the story is is uh you know if uh We'll go with the old Michelle Glukowski told me, if you're taking your glove off to do your job, you got the wrong glove. And when she said that, you know, probably 10 years ago, that was probably some bullshit because they didn't have as much stuff as they yeah. have out now. But we're getting to where there's so much, there's so many products out there and combinations of, you know, whether it's materials or combinations of things that they're getting pretty close to where you can... Pr- Unless you do some crazy shit, I mean, yeah, you should be able to get a glove that does or has the protection that you need. Yeah, it's a winter glove. It's arc flash. It's cut resistant. Well, it's puncture resistant. Well, it's high vis. Yeah, they'll have stuff now that's. I have seen a chemical cut resistant glove with metacarpal protection. Right. So I mean, that's like winter. You know, yeah, but <laughs> make it a winter glove. Yeah, too. but I mean, there's these combinations. It's just kind of like, it's mind blowing. But you know, you know, they're not free. You know, right. they they cost a little bit of money. But you know, again, that you know, if you go back to the adage, if you take your glove off to do your job, you got the wrong glove. Well, they're getting pretty close to where you know, as long as you can find what the hell you're doing, there's probably something out there that gets you pretty damn close. Yeah. So. Th- but there's a lot of cool things like that. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about the puncture-resistant insole? Yeah, I mean, how to say puncture-resistant, there's some shoes that all have a PR or puncture-resistant, and if you kind of flip up the tag on your shoe, you'll see the PR uh I'm not going to remember, is it ASTM 2413? If I'm wrong on that, fax me and let me know. 563-445-2171. <laughs> I 
but uh, as you stack up and you look at what a shoe's rated for, puncture resistance. So, you know, my dumb ass stepped on a nail this weekend. Right. So we had the, I had an old deck and the fence replaced. Well, excuse me. I had the deck torn out and I replaced the fence. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do for deck-wise. Right. But, of course, there's a piece of wood that they left in there that had a nail. And, you know, I'm walking through in my in my Nikes. And I'll be down. Stepped on it. Couldn't kick it off. Had to sit there. Actually, they did, they did clear me. I did get a call from the... Fred was there when the doctor's office finally called and said, Yep, you've had a tetanus within the last couple of years, so... You're not. You're going to be able to eat. You're not going to end up with lockjaw. Right. But uh, puncture resistant is getting really big. It kind of comes. California sometimes comes up with this whack ass shit that then comes across. And this one makes a lot of sense. Is in construction environments where you have that potential to step on something like that. They're requiring puncture resistant, you know, shoes. Or this one is an insole, so it's an aftermarket. So if I have XYZ steel toe boot that meets whatever standards I need, but then it's not puncture they resistant. say I need puncture resistance. Instead of tossing your boots in the trash. Instead of throwing your boots away, you come up, you, you trot on over to us and we can help you out with a puncture resistant outsole that's actually a really nice outsole. Because everybody that kept picking them up today would go, man, that's really soft and that's cool and it's, you know, for a guy that's got plantar fasciitis, you remember that guy? He's yeah. like, this would be kick-ass. And I'm like, uh, yeah, but I'll flip it over. That's not, right. that's that's not, not, really that's not cool. why this is here. But, uh, yeah, it's it's something that, you know, just to to uh, point out that there's things in safety that you can add to other things to make them more safe. Cool. Um, what do you think about, like, that smash pad? We had that. So that's something I had never seen before. Yeah, well, I mean... When you look, the smash pad is just a glorified knee pad, but the problem and is... I'd say more kneeling pad, right? Yeah. If you say knee pad, it kind of sounds like it's well, on your Well, a kneeling pad, it's not, it's uh, It's kind of like ground. your granny throws down before she starts digging in a garden or whatever. Right. But um, a lot of people that have to do work on their knees, you know, that... they need it. Well, the problem is, is most of those are... I mean, that's you after six o'clock. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I do a lot of a lot of work that way. And, you know, that's how I earn my side money. But uh, if you're welding or you're doing, you know, something like that, well, you throw some weld spatter or something like that on a, a regular. You know, most of them are open or closed cell technology. Right. You're gonna burn holes through it. Well, this one's made to hold up to that. And like we were talking with a couple of guys today that do some welding and they're required that when they're down, you know, kind of uh, where, you know, I they gave it a name. I can't remember what the name, but always, you know, the cowboy movie where they would, they would ride up and they would pull the pin or whatever. They weld around there a lot. Yeah. And they're supposed to have a knee pad or not kneeling pad or a knee pad when they're doing that stuff. And it's like, this is the perfect thing for that. Right. And it folds up, and it's got a handle, and it looks like a little cute little lunchbox, and you trot <laughs> off yeah. with it, and, you know, yep. pretty cool. But, yeah, it's a cool thing. Um, the last thing I had down was the, uh, I heard you spat your stuff about it uh, about ten times today. It's about the wristband bug bug spray. 
You're talking about your... Well, tell me what you think you heard. Gerber daisies or whatever the type Gerber, of flower. Gerber daisies. <laughs> no, not... Okay, Geraniums, so right? ev- everybody's grandparents had window boxes. And if you don't know what a window box is, go ahead and just press stop and go do something else. But long story short is, you know, the planter boxes that you put flowers outside of your windows. Yeah, part of it that was to have flowers, but part of it is old school technology. People were a lot smarter than we give them credit for. It wasn't just, oh, the dumbasses have flowers in their windows. Is that... They opened the windows because they didn't have air conditioning. Yeah. When they opened the windows, they didn't want the bugs to come in, so a lot of those window boxes were plugged up with flowers like geraniums. Geraniums have a natural occurring oil called geranol. So geranol, while it's not going to repel every insect ever, that's not what I'm trying to go there and say, is... They don't like it. They don't like the smell of it. And, yeah. you, and you smelled one of them today. It smells kind of half between like bad grandma perfume and you know just it's 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 not it's not the most appeasing thing on the planet. Right. But they impregnate that oil into these wristbands. So the wristbands you can wear. Well, first of all, you know a lot of the bug sprays that are out there are you know, good lord, I'm, you probably can't even take them in the state of. Prop sixty five in the state of California can't probably even bring them in, right? Because you know they're you know they're they're carcinogenic per se, but so they don't hurt you. It smells yeah a little bit off, but you have a wristband to where you're not sitting there constantly trying to Running reapply the stuff in your ears, and yeah, your nose. And you just you throw a wristband on and go do your shit. Yep. So it's like it's like wearing a citronella candle, except you don't you're not burning a candle or you know something like that. Yep. So, anyways. PPE is changing all the time, and so we, this is kind of what we do, so we don't spend a, a ton of time on this podcast talking about specific products, but I do think there's some value in talking about some of the technology, and no matter who you buy from, whether you buy from us, we'd love it to be from us, but if you don't, I still think there's value in learning about some of these technologies that are out there. There's new products that are changing, so you gotta you got to make sure that you're talking to the people that you buy your PPE from or you're doing your own research or when you're listening to this podcast that you know the, the thing that you did two years ago, there's probably something that's better that's out there. It's whether or not you want to pay for it, but... And most of the time, it's not that much more. Right. And when The costs you sit, keep going down. The costs keep going down, and the features and benefits are probably going up at a faster rate you know, than the cost coming down. So it's not just like a perceived benefit. There's benefits in all this stuff. Yeah. And and the benefits are if you're not getting hurt, you're getting a benefit because yeah. there's cost to, you know, there's cost to that stuff. So if we, if we nerd out in this episode a little bit talking about the products that we're excited about. I make no apologies. I'm, there's no apologies coming. Did I just say I was apologizing? I don't know. Maybe that's the way it looked like it was going, but yeah. No apologies coming because it's something that we're excited about. So we're talking about it on our own damn podcast. So listen I, up. I do think it would have been funny to watch you fight that guy across the aisle. <laughs> he had it coming. I was I showed Dave the Terry Tate office linebacker. We're like, you need to change that toner, Steve. And then tackle him across the aisle. Just when I heard him say something lame to a customer he was talking to on the phone, I just wanted to take that puncture resistant Every insult time I would and puncture hear, him. I would it. hear him say something and I would just start smiling and I'd just see Fred over there gritting his teeth. Yeah. 
bitch. So, moving on to the dumbass of the week this week, and I have another personal vendetta that I'm going to talk about as V, as V for de- vendetta. Yeah. As someone that works at trade shows, the dumbass of the week is going to be the trade show person that attends. Whether you're going to a home and garden show or you're going to uh, the home builders show or anyone that attends a trade show, we've all been to them. Car shows, yeah, uh, whatever you do. So, don't be the dumbass that goes around and just grabs something off of somebody's <laughs> table because you you feel like I it's free. Don't be that dumbass that grabs someone's business card and like it's a $100 bill that's sitting there and just puts it in your bag of stuff. If you're not interested in the uh, <laughs> Dodge Stratus that they they just came out with, don't grab the brochure of the Dodge Stratus off the table and put it in your bag and then take it home and throw, throw it in the, the garbage. Trash, yeah. Like, have some <clears throat> common sense when you go to these things, people. We had a, enough of people. I, I tell you, we, we don't give out enough... We don't have enough uh, like brochures and stuff like that when we come out, but I know there's people that just grab a, a shoe catalog or whatever, put it in their bag, take it home, and then two years later throw it in the garbage without ever having opened it. So, or they're like an extreme hoarder. <laughs> yeah. It's just another thing that they've collected. Or you always bring up the kid that collects business cards. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the kid on the internet that's down of cancer or whatever. Yeah, he just wants a million business cards. Yeah, and the whole thing that I think that Fred's also alluding to is, you know, uh, pay attention to what's going on because, you know, a lot of people don't want to make eye contact and and (laughs) have have a conversation with people. But, you know, you can learn a lot from people. I mean, good Lord, I mean, every time I talk to somebody at these trade shows, you know, like we're sitting there looking at how many square foot's that damn show? I don't know. It's big. It's freaking huge. And it's literally, you know, just people that are, working around rail signals and you're sitting there looking at these brand names and everything and everybody's out there to do a lot of good but it's you know figuring it out and paying attention to what's going on yeah so some trade show etiquette though like of yeah but yeah i was telling dave earlier about or when they they walk past and they're going to try to to look at your booth but the only thing that they do is make a a cut out of your body without ever actually looking at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just kind of look over and then look away and then yeah. scratch their face and act like they don't see you. Yeah. Yeah, so That's it's like, don't act fun. like, uh, I don't know, we're a homeless person on the side of the street, like, trying to ask you for money. Like, yeah. Anyways, so that's the dumbass of the week. So, what did I have here? I'm trying to think. Oh, I had a couple email questions. Actually, there are questions that we were asked today at the trade show that I'm sliding into our email box. So, question number one. Guy was asking, in in railroad, majority of people are wearing high-vis orange. So he was asking, has the construction standard changed to say that you can only use lime? And, you know, that's, how to say, high-vis is this weird thing. There's ANSI 107 that basically kind of talks about how it is, but then there's a plethora of different ways that people might make it and take it. So certain states have a preference towards lines. Certain states have a preference towards nothing. They don't they don't care as long as it right is how it is. You have industries, you know, like we're at the rail show and, you know, they've got it right. 
because most everybody wears an X back. Yeah. And to people, you know, listening now, an X back, you know, the little silver tape that usually kind of looks like a set of suspenders on a fat guy. Instead of that, it kind of crosses over the back and looks like suspenders in the front. Right. So for that guy, you can look at him, somebody that's operating something, because usually you're trying not to strike somebody with, with you know, uh, you know, an implement or a tractor or a train or whatever. You yeah. can look at him and you go, that guy can see me. If there's an X on the back, he that can't guy me. can't see me. And so there's some best practices out there. Um, certain places you don't want to wear certain colors where bugs are going to attack you. You know, certain stinging bees or whatever are attracted to different colors. Okay. So there's no there's no best practice. I mean, heck, we get asked all the time for I want a high vis red vest. Right. Well, in ANSI 107, it states that it can be red, but then it states that. It's got to be able to be laundered 25 times, and nobody makes one that meets that standard. So yeah. it, while it's in the standard, it doesn't exist in the wild. And so basically I took you on a big old down a wormhole to say that ask what everybody around you is using, then that's probably the best practice for their area, and they've decided that. Right. Uh, whether it's, uh, let's say you're in the New York City in the transit department, you're probably going to have, they're probably going to say, you can have that, that vest, but it's going to have to be a five-point breakaway so that you don't all of a sudden have a train grab a hold of your vest and tear you apart down the rail. And it makes sense. But you don't have to have that in Omaha if they're telling you to move your van off of the... Yeah. <laughs> right. And we did have a guy that asked us. He just started putting on uh, spec after spec on us because he wanted a... And, Oh yeah, he wanted a breakaway. No, he he was like, I work here and I work here and I work here. Oh yeah, that's right. So, basically, here I need an FR vest. Here I need a class two. Here I need a class three. Here I need a lime. Here I need an orange. And here I need a breakaway. And here I need a breakaway. Yep. So right now we're trying to find a reversible X back breakaway. Breakaway. FR. FR. C. Class three. Class three. Best. <laughs> and we don't think anybody and to all you manufacturers that are listening to this go fucking figure that one out because that's uh but as we as we can find is there is at least one person in the domestic united states that's that looking for that it look he's a customer I, and i think he's in a size large yeah i'm going medium on okay that guy. he's a little big guy. but i mean yep but he'll buy one he'll buy one so we got a customer hook us up we'll uh we'll show it next year at the rail show yeah so the other question that I got that was written down was, we're using polyurethane dipped gloves. Is there anything better for handling small parts? Yeah, this old boy was looking for just like a GP glove. And there's a lot of these, uh, how to say, there's microporous polymers, so... Uh, some of them they'll blow basically they just take a nitrile or something like that and they blow through air through it so it has some texture to it so when you grab little oily parts you actually some of them almost like act, act like suction cups but some of them will absorb some of that that oil off of the top of the material 
and help you get grip on little little pieces and parts. So sometimes changing, you know, the the coating on on gloves will get you to the answer that you're looking for. Cool. All right. So next thing I had on my list was I was reading a Forbes article, and it was the MIT named the top 10 breakthrough technologies for 2018. So we were talking a little bit about PPE technology. And so I thought I'd throw some breakthrough technologies. And some of these, I don't, I'm gonna skip over because it's over my head and I we wouldn't be able to have a conversation about it. So, but the number one thing that was on their list was 3D metal printing. And I think a lot of stuff with like 3D printing is getting crazy as to what they can do. You were yeah. mentioning buildings that are being like erected they're 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 making they're basically imagine a 3d printer that just shits out concrete yeah and can literally print a structure right you know literally rooms and everything and it just sits there and goes back it's gonna keep getting and and you sit there and you go it doesn't even sound possible but you know heck i I, I think it was last year maverick was it last year i think it was Second semester of last year, Maverick had a design class at, at West, and they had 3D printers that they were designing plastic parts. Yeah. And they actually had printers in in the high school that are printing these parts out. So before too long, you'll go into you know AutoZone and you'll say, I need a I need a uh, I need a uh, you know so I need whatever the hell it is, and they'll literally go up to a machine. Right. And pull it up there and press go, and this thing's going to come out there and it's going to shit a bolt or a nut or yeah. a, a fat. Which those are like awesome things for it. Like, oh, this thing we made in 1975, we're missing this part for it. Just, oh, it's 3D printing. You print just press print. a button and it, and it shits one out right yeah. in front of you. Yeah. It's like to spec. It's wild. Yeah. So the next one on the list is, I don't know, we'll go down the wormhole artificial embryos. Oh. It's going to get away from us quick. I uh, I mean I still have my Bible so I don't like that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cloud based artificial intelligence services. Oh, that's 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 coming. Allegedly, they have something now that they they right before you die, they can literally suck your your existence into a computer program where you can you can be alive on the web and i mean yeah I, I can't even wrap my brain around what the hell that even means but that's sick shit that scares me this one is awesome and i've actually seen like i don't know if i've seen specs of this i don't even know how to pronounce this word b-a-b-e-l babel yeah. all right babel fish earbuds i don't know if you've seen this but like you basically have a pair of earbuds in and then like you or i could go to a foreign country and yeah. I'm talking to someone, and they have earbuds in, and they're talking back, and I can understand exactly what they're you saying. You already and do they it with can, the phone. Through your phone, there's like a thing, but that's yeah. still a little bit clunkier. No, I understand that, but I mean, how to say they have they the, the technology the, there. The, in the phone. The, the technology already exists, cloud to phone. Yeah, but but the to, earbuds but to put it into yeah, and I can just be talking to you, and now you're talking to me, and I'm hearing what you're saying. Yeah, like it's a nanotechnology, and you're talking in Spanish. Makes you wonder if they've Why? always had that shit in Star Wars. Because uh, I've ne- I've never understood. Because the Wookiee always talks to Han Solo, and I literally go, I don't know what he's saying, but Hans is Hans knows. Um, zero carbon natural gas. Nope, doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> okay, I was like, I'm like, you're gonna have something to say there. I don't know, maybe not. Zero carbon 
natural gas. Yeah. Well, no greenhouse emissions. Well, zero. Well, when you talk about natural gas, natural gas is a volatile organic compound, and all VOCs are a carbon chain. So I don't know how you pull carbon because anytime you're burning stuff, it's got to have carbon to consider. I don't even understand that. Yeah. It's like, uh, and then genetic fortune telling. Like as you get into like all like the twenty three and me stuff and that it's going Dude, to get more I, I and more. Dude, I did. I did. Uh, what's the other one? Ancestry Ancestry now or ancestry? Yeah, yeah I did whatever. the ancestry, and it's literally like, you know, growing up they were always like, oh, you're you're you know you're mostly Irish or whatever, and I found out while I there's a lot of that in me, I'm more German than I am Irish, so it's kind of. And the whole thing is what gets really spooky is they sit there and they're like, you came from here, yeah. and it's very specific on a map, and when your people got off the boat, you got off the boat here, and yeah. then you walked over here. <laughs> right. And it's like, it's kind of spooky. But we're getting to, we're going to get to the point where, like, fortune telling will make it possible to predict, like, the chances that you'll be smart or below average in intelligence. Yeah, and but but what scares me is that's where they're going to start tweaking it. Yeah. It's what's that movie uh The Cloud Diaries or Ah, oh, it's got Tom Hanks and There's some spooky ass movie that I okay. watched really late one night. Yeah. It's uh Freaks it, you out? Yeah. yeah there's a lot of this there. You sit there and watch it, and you're like, I don't think I want to even be, I won't be able to deal with that shit. Yeah, so and there's some other, a couple other things on there, but I think that's a good enough wrap to blow our minds for the day. And uh, But yeah. I think it's bringing back the fact that if we can do that shit with technology, we can come up with one glove that can do <laughs> Right. And they're going to get better and better and they're better. Gonna they're going to do more things. Every day. And it's pretty much going to get down to the point where it's like everyone's wearing the glove. This glove is super thin and it does all things. But it'll, it pro- it'll probably almost... It's bulletproof. It'll probably look like a blue index glove. Yeah. But it'll be... Oh, it's rated up to 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, it'll just be like a doctor's glove. You snap on and then all of a sudden you're like bulletproof in that thing. So, But no, one of the things that they are starting to do, though, is they're putting sensors into... They're starting to put sensors into PPE to where they'll be able to tell how you pick things up and where you may get hurt and... Uh, there's already wearables that'll go, oh, we, we were looking and there's not a l- enough light in this area. So right. safety director, go light this area. Or this guy slipped here. Somebody go take a look. So there's there's a lot of AI or smart wearable stuff that's, I mean, it's coming and it's going to come quick. You should read up on it. Yeah. So hopefully this is a pretty cool episode. We talked about some different things that I think kind of a different format than we take in some of our other episodes. So Hopefully, let us know what you think. Um, definitely reach out to us in any of our social media things. Once again, LinkedIn, uh, Dave White and Fred Redunzel, we're both on there. Quad City Safety's on there. Reach out to us, however, uh, whatever fits your uh, your schedule and whatever uh, app location. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you want to hit us up on? So uh, appreciate you guys listening once again. Um, we will see you next time. Safety has no quitting time. Thanks. Thanks for listening in to Dave and Bacon Safety Tales, brought to you by Quad City Safety. Send us your questions on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter at Quad City Safety. Hashtag Safety Tales. 
or email them to fred at quadcitysafety.com. He's the guy keeping this mess of a show in line. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's a kick-ass way to show that you care about safety.